Welcome to Art Speaks, a program presented by William King Museum of Art in Abney, Virginia. I'm your host, David Thomas. Our co-host today is Betsy White, the executive director at the museum. And our guest today is Jan Hurt. So I'm going to ask Betsy to uh, introduce Jan to our listeners. I'm delighted to do that, David. Um, Jan Hurt herself is a community asset, is a cultural asset, and she is a long-term friend of our museum. Not only is Jan an artist herself, she's a tireless volunteer around Abingdon, and she is also, what some people don't realize, an astute collector. We probably are going to focus on her as a collector at this interview, but I thought we'd talk about just a couple of other things first. She has been connected to our museum since she and her husband Sam moved here in 1999. Sam was a photographer, and Jan herself is, is something of a wonderful artist. I have a, I have a piece of her work myself. She has curated at least two exhibits for us at the museum. She's participated in them, and we have developed two exhibitions in recent years surrounding her art collecting, one of them touching the sacred a few years ago that featured her sacred art, and the other one just recently closed called Lift Your Spirits, which was an attempt to provide everybody something to smile about during COVID, and it featured one of her most unusual collections, which are wonderfully beautiful beaded flags called art flags from Haiti, and they are also religious inspired. So as I said, I'd like for us to focus on Jan as the collector. It's interesting to talk to someone who is a collector and how they get into it and, how, and how, what drives them and whether or not they have a focus or not. So Jan, I'm gonna turn this over to you and, and tell us how you started on this life of a collector. Well, I love art and Back when I couldn't afford art, I collected posters. Then when I could afford original art, I started collecting. And as we started traveling, I saw more unusual things and just suddenly the walls were full. <laughs> the um, Lift Your Spirits, which was sacred art because the uh, national religion of Haiti is vadu, or voodoo, as most people call it. And the flags originally were, they're called vadu drapo. They were part of the ceremony. Now, more frequently, they are art pieces as new, younger artists explore that medium and interpret the uh, cultural icons of that religion in different ways. The gods of voodoo are known as Loas, and they were originally part of the African tradition that came over with the slaves. That became incorporated with Catholicism, and it, it's a conglomerate sort of religion. But the new artists are bringing the art into um, more modern terms. So it's been really interesting to, in my collection, to see some of the older pieces and then um, some of the newer ones. So Jan, I know travel to Haiti has been uh, difficult in the past. Where have you found the items that you have collected? Well, I was lucky enough to initially see them in Austin, Texas, actually, at an import store. 
And there was one flag that I wanted desperately, and it was beyond my means, so I bought what I could. And by the time that I had accumulated enough to get the flag I wanted, of course it was gone. But online now, it's pretty easy. You can just research Fadu Drapo. But there's a gallery in Philadelphia where I buy a lot. There was one in Chicago, which has since closed, where I buy. There's one in Key West and one in California. So was was that the first type of art that you did collect, or what, what was your initial collections about? My initial collections were um, prints, antique prints, of which I have maybe none left. Well, I got done and moved on. When my husband and I would travel um, anywhere, we would always look for antique prints of that country or city. And we accumulated quite a few. And because he and I dated for a long time before we married, if we found one, we bought two because (laughs) I wanted mine at my house and he wanted his at his house. And that's the way it worked. And so when we married and moved together, we had a surplus and then our tastes changed and suddenly those were stacked on the floor and new stuff was going up on the walls. So it's an evolving process. So I went from the antique prints to um, contemporary prints. I still, I am a works on paper girl. I admire that and as an artist I find that the most difficult to do the most fulfilling and the most annoying. So when I see a good print or a good watercolor, I, it needs to come home with me. The uh, the exhibitions that you have uh, contributed art to, uh, do you work with a curator at the museum or do you select what you'd like to have exhibited? Or how, how does that process work? Well, with the lift your spirits, Betsy and Mary Haviland came to my house and essentially took all my voodoo manners. <laughs> this is, I'll, I'll pitch in a little comment yeah. here because this was, this is sort of a fun story. The um, exhibition mm-hmm. called Connoisseur, which is, which, which we had in 2017, the spring of 2017, guest curated by Mary Haviland, yes, um, dealt with collectors in our region and wanted to showcase the connoisseurship of people like Jan who collect. So we went around to the region to various people and we got to Jan's and it's just so different from most other people's and these art flags just struck us as well as some of the icons, the religious icons that you have right. all, around, all around your house. And so we could not figure out how to include those in the regular connoisseur exhibit because it looked like they were so different they needed their own exhibit. So therefore, out of that visit came two, those two exhibits that I talked about a second ago, Touching the Sacred, and then these art flags, too, later. Touching the Sacred, actually, living in West Texas, which um, we, I did for many years, um, I started collecting retablos, which are images on tin or copper of uh, saints and martyrs, and ex votos which are wonderfully naive pleases and thank yous 
The lightning struck the tree and my horse reared and fell on me, but I didn't die because Saint so-and-so intervened. And, and there's generally text lettered on them um, and, and the thank you to that particular saint. Or please, so-and-so is sick, um, save them. So that is a, a very large collection of um, retablos and ex-photos and santos, which are the statues of saints and Mary and Jesus. And I got those throughout Mexico and New Mexico, and um, they form a very different sort of um, counterpoint to all the other stuff. My collecting has no focus. I'm, I may have a lot of any given thing, but they're all so very different. I think I just heard Jan describe another exhibition. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we loved the retablos or, or, or icons. We had just finished having an exhibition from Mexico of retablos, and it was a wonderfully educational exhibit. And we walked in Jan's house, and golly, there were a whole lot of them right there. There, there are a bunch. <laughs> I figure if I love it, it'll fit in the house somewhere. And as I was waiting to come over here today... I had ordered from the gallery in Philadelphia a piece of metal art from Haiti. The artist has been trapped in America by COVID and is now trying to get back to Haiti, but conditions are so dangerous there that he's not going to be able to go to his original village, and they're selling his artwork to try to raise money for him to get to the mountain village. Anyway, I ordered this piece of art thinking I had the, understood the measurements tremendously, I was wrong. It's three times bigger than I thought it was, and I don't know what I'm going to do with it. Sounds like a, a new collecting focus starting. No, I've got a bunch of that, but that's just, that's just a really big one of that. The, um, the items that you have collected... Do you have any artists that you commission works from, or are and what 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 makes you decide to do that rather than uh, just get something they already have? Oh, um, I commissioned from regional and um, out of state artists uh, images of my family is from England, from the Lakes region, and. One of the images from that I was always told about from childhood was Lowther Castle. So after I visited Lowther Castle, which is actually a ruin, I have pictures that I took of it. So I commissioned local artists and, like I said, out of state to do from the picture online, everybody interpret that in their style. So that was... Um, a commission because that was a, a particular focal point. Other than that, normally I don't I don't like to do commissions. I don't like to have commissions because I've found that there's a disconnect between the expectation and what the artist produces. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm never very comfortable with that because I wouldn't want to offend an artist by saying 
there's no way I'm going to hang that in my house. (laughs) You've bought a lot of uh, local art, though. Oh, yes. Another of your collections is the the work of our local artists here. Absolutely. Um, My husband, who was very traditional, wasn't a great fan of contemporary art. And so the first time I took him to an exhibit of Eric Drummond Smith's work, I thought, this is going to be interesting. (laughs) And he looked at the wall, and he said, that one, and that one, and that one, and that one, and that one. I said, slow, slow. We're running out of wall space here. And, and there was something about the, the bizarre, quirky quality of Eric's work that both of us really enjoyed. So I have a lot of his work, Sean Crookshank's work, um, D.R. Mullins. Mm. Um, Speaking of Eric Drummond Smith, we have an upcoming exhibition of his work. So be looking for that. Oh my! I'm, it's it's uh, <clears throat> going to be expensive. I don't want to. I may I may need to bow out on that one. He has a lot of work at the uh, Art Depot right now. We just went down last week, and they've got an exhibit up of local artists, and he must have seven or eight pieces. So I won't go. save some money. I won't go. <laughs> don't go save yeah. money. <laughs> Of course, his studio is at the museum, so you can see him right. anytime there. I know I can. <laughs> I want to remind our listeners they're listening to Art Speaks, uh, presented by William King Museum of Art on WEHC 90.7, your station at Emory & Henry College. And our guest today is Jan Hurt, and we've been talking about her art collecting uh, traditions and traits <laughs> and um, difficulties because she wants to buy more. And uh, so... I know uh, you you talked about your husband being a photographer. You have other in your family. I think uh, your son, I believe, had a had an item at the museum. It was it's my um, oldest stepson, Sam Hurt the third. He's a cartoonist in Austin, Texas, and he had two pieces in the exhibit that ran all the. Vadu Drapo were up. It was the exhibit was called Humor Me, and one was a favorite portrait that he did of Sam. We had a cat that was a really large cat, and Sam the Third did an oil portrait of Paolo sitting on Sam's lap. Paolo got a lot larger in that portrait, and it was really. <laughs> Um, overwhelming, but it's it's a favorite piece. And then there was a cartoon that he had done that was also in that. Yeah, all three of the boys actually are uh, are artists of one type or another. Sam was quite quite the photographer. In fact, um, Jan has generously named the photography lab in the art lab yes. after Sam. So it's the Sam Hurt Photography Lab. Right. He would have loved that. Um, and was his art, I mean, for photographic art, or was he a photographer, general purpose photographer? What what was his? Oh, it was all art. All art. I talked him into. He was an attorney, um, and I talked him into going to uh, the community college in Texas, in Midland, uh, to study photography. I had done photography with Kent Moss, the instructor for about four years. We kept inventing classes for me to take. (laughs) And so Sam stumbled into the dark room and didn't come out until we moved to Texas. 
And he did a lot of alternative processes that um, are very difficult to replicate. Neither of us ever did digital. I don't like it, and I'm not going to do it. But darkroom photography, we both adored. And actually, when we moved here, we converted a downstairs bathroom into a darkroom for a period of time. And actually, Betsy's husband, Ramsey, printed some pictures in that darkroom. <laughs> Before I forget, uh, just to mention about William King, at the Art Depot, uh, one of our staff members, Alice Sellier, has a completely different medium that I've never seen before. It's wax with impressions that she uses, like corroded and rusted objects and transfers and under. I, it's really spectacular looking. So um, if, you, if you already see something different, go see Alice's work at the Art Depot. Don't tell me I'll have to buy it. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. Well, uh, Bessie mentioned the fact that you uh, have supported the museum a lot, and I know it's been very helpful to us what you've been able to do at, at very appropriate times, I might add. The, uh, the naming of, of, of the studio, and is it a, photo is it's it a photography, photography studio? studio? Yes. Oh, okay. It's a, a darkroom. It's a dark traditional yeah. yeah. darkroom. Dark right. So uh, why don't you talk a little bit about uh, why you think supporting an art museum in our region is important? That's pretty easy. When we first moved, well, when we first visited Abingdon, we ate at some wonderful restaurants, we went to the barter, and we went to the museum, and we also went to the depot. And that was, that was, there was such a quality of life, and he and I had always said we were going to get out of West Texas, out of that horrible climate, and move further northeast. And we got here, and with all of that quality of life, said, well, we could live here. And, and actually, he was a little concerned that we might get bored, but after we actually moved here and had lived here for a while, we discovered that there was so much that we could do every day that we had to be a little more selective because we were getting exhausted <laughs> just trying to see and do and listen and be. And I think that quality of life is a really important um, draw for people to move here, for businesses to locate here. And, and art in all its forms absolutely contributes to that quality of life, gives you diverse visions, opinions. Some of it may unsettle you and some of it may anger you, but at least you're thinking when that happens and maybe it contributes to dialogue. So I think it's imperative to support the arts. I think the arts in school have to be supported and that's one of the first things we cut when we're cutting um, costs the arts help you to envision different approaches to problems. They give, teach you about imagination and problem solving. And I think without the 
strong arts program in schools that we're going to have people that don't know how to do anything other than to stay on the path that they've been taught. And you know, William King, for listeners that don't know, is, is one of the leading providers of uh, elementary art education in Southwest Virginia. But just because of what you mentioned, and that, that that's one of the first things that school systems cut, and I think William King fills a large void there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Those children so look forward to that art day. It's terribly important. I totally agree with that. Of course, I agree with that. You should see the children's faces. All you have to do is look at those little faces and know how important it is. Thank you, Jan. That was a great testimonial to art. (laughs) It was a plug. (laughs) The importance of art in a community cannot be overrated. So do you have... um do you have a favorite art museum you'd like to go visit other than, of course, William King? I know it's well, of the course. F- very favorite, but what, where have you been that, that you really admire their museum? I prefer small, doable museums. Isabella Stewart Gardner in Boston is one of my favorites. Plus, they have a lovely cafe that has a great wine selection. <laughs> Imperative. And um, the Kimball Museum in Fort Worth. Exquisite. It's a contemporary building with good um, exhibitions and it's doable. You don't wear yourself out trying to see it and you feel like you've had a nice experience as opposed to jogging through the Louvre and saying, oh yeah, another Rembrandt. Oh yeah, Velasquez. Wow. Um, it, I think that the the compactness is um, what's appealing to me. You mentioned uh, Avenue being uh, having the kind of quality of life you uh, were looking for. What what initially drew you to Avenue? I mean, how, how did you end up here to get a taste of Avenue? Sam's grandfather moved from Abingdon to Austin at the end of the Civil War to expand the family business. They had a general store down in the depot area that was burned and they were cotton factors and haulers and every year we'd go back to Illinois to see my roots and at one point I said let's let's go see yours and we were here for a day and a half and I got a realtor (laughs) I said we're gonna live here and he said okay That's pretty quick. But I am amazed at how many people you meet, I mean, especially newcomers at Avenue, when you ask them, it's just because by some quirk of getting off the interstate mm-hmm. or they needed something. Absolutely. And, and they just say, we're going to live here. It's just. I was taking, I was in school at the time, and um, I didn't get my degree until I was 50. So I was discussing with one of my art instructors that we were moving and she said where and I said oh you won't have heard of it it's Abingdon Virginia and she said oh we were driving down the east coast got off for lunch and stayed for four days (laughs) I said oh okay (laughs) yes I understand and there's we meet people at the museum who uh, got off once and now Every time they pass through, they come and see because, and especially with the museum, because they say, we know we're always going to see something different because we 
about twice a year we know we're coming through here and it's always a different set of exhibits oh never the same museum twice never the same That's right. museum. oh my <laughs> well named <laughs> yes the um, art that you have collected you must I can't imagine how many square feet of wall space you must have. Not enough. <laughs> I can't imagine why it's not already just completely covered. Who is it? The Barnes Museum in Philadelphia. The, the art was just... Gallery stack. It was just yeah. picture above picture above picture. That, that's my house. Okay. <laughs> Fortunately, the ceilings are high, so I can... Uh, so so when you when you have to take something down because you've got something new you want to see, uh, what is the thought process that allows you to find new wall space? I really, at this point, have to really like something because <laughs> my house is a historic home and the walls are solid brick, interior walls, three bricks thick. So every hanging pulls down plaster and beats up four nails before I can get one into the brick. Of course, if I'd get a drill, I could do it immediately, but I'd rather scream. Um, so uh, it, it's, it's a process of elimination. And sometimes I move the art around anyway just because when it's in one place too long, you stop seeing it. And if you move it to somewhere else, then you think, I really have loved that. But in the living room, it's been there for six years, and it's just there. So um, I have to think about it. <laughs> well, if there, we, we're about to come to the end, but I wanted to ask you if there's a, uh, if there, if you could have your choice of an artist to be exhibited, William King, who who would that be? Oh, a living or dead? Anything. <laughs> Chagall, Mark Chagall. I love the delicacy and the quirkiness. We had the opportunity to possibly buy a couple of Chagall prints before two days before we left Texas, and neither of us did because we thought we had too much stuff already. And then we went back and they were sold, and both of us hoped that the other one had bought them, and we hadn't. So. That was mm, a mess, but Mark Chagall. Yeah. So, Betsy, anything else you want to quiz Jan about? I don't think so. I think we've covered it all. But Do I you think, think you're going to get Chagall? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, we could work on that. Let's work on that. I just wrote that down. Yeah, okay. we could work on that for sure. Well, thank you, Jan, for being on the show, and uh, appreciate everything you do for art in our community. Thank you for having me, and it's a pleasure. Anything I can do. Thank you.